Hello. I'm Julian. I'm Tom. We are Team Binge. Welcome back. We are doing another Desert Island episode. This time, we are doing 90s movies. And we Hmm. have categories, which I will give the floor to Tom to go through. But before we get into the categories, Tom, I think it's very important. What age were you? In the nineties, just one age, please. Don't don't give me each age for all ten years. Uh, just one age. I was ten. I was ten in the middle of the nineties. So okay. do some math. Ten in the middle of the nineties. So you had a driver's license. You were going to the theater on opening night. Mm-hmm. Um, Midnight. You, you wanted to watch any of the erotic thrillers as a ten-year-old. You could just drive yourself down, buy a ticket. No, no one asked questions, right? That's when I had to go to like the local video store and go through those like saloon doors. That's where all the erotic movies were. Oh no, we started off too early with the erotic thrillers. <laughs> Which, speaking of categories, uh, Tom, why don't, you been. Go, why don't you go through the categories for us? That's a missed opportunity. We should have had uh, like you know the Danner's Fire '90s erotica movies, but we didn't choose that for categories. So we're gonna do drama action because i feel like there's a lot of great 90s action flicks comedy uh we'll do kind of cartoon slash animated and then we'll still do a never seen so something that we think is good and might be fun to watch over and over again on desert island but has not seen or we've not seen it through our eyeballs yet sure sure seen it through our eyeballs very good (laughs) now tom we did desert island tv shows and you can listen to that episode if you haven't The rules for this are real simple. Tom and I are each on our own island. Uh, We are picking one movie for each category, and we made a rule where there's only one copy between our islands, so we can't Mm -hmm. share copies. If we do, our islands go to war, and there is much murder and mayhem, (laughs) and the person with the most casualties loses. But uh, the other thing I want to mention is we got some feedback on the TV shows episode, Tom, after going through some of the feedback, after having a week to kind of dwell on your choices, did you come out of it with any regrets or in this moment, if we redid it, you'd stick with your choices? I think I'd stick with my choices. Like The one that I, I recently just finished this series, and it is one that I feel like I'm definitely going to go back and rewatch that I don't think we mentioned. Uh, it was Shit's Creek. I think that's a really fun, fantastic show that just has a lot of heart, a lot of great humor that maybe I could put that up there with Seinfeld. But again, it's just kind of new in my my brain since I just had watched it. But fantastic series, and I would put that up there for my comedy. How about you? So after I picked Justified for my like main drama, I even in the moment, I don't know that I was all that committed. (laughs) But that night, I turned it on starting episode one, season one. And by golly, Tom, I don't regret a thing. That show's <laughs> incredible. We're partway through season two. We've just been chugging along, and it's a great show. Your criticisms of it, I feel, are moot and wrong, and I think you should give it another try, because Timothy Oliphant's incredible. Walt Goggins, it, just a great show. Anyways, here's the other thing. I think I took some... Because we told our audience to vote, I think I took that into account for some of my choices. And so I'm not For this time around? No, no, no. Or for TV? For for TV. So I'm not regretting my choices, but I do feel like I let popular opinion kind of seep in. And then I realized this is my island. 
I'm alone on it. <laughs> no one else is going to watch anything with it. Yeah. Other than other than Win, we're meeting you for Game of Thrones. Thank you for sending that in, Win. <laughs> we appreciate you. Um, this is my island. So with this '90s movie, one Tom, uh, it's probably a good thing I'm alone on this island because I made some choices that are pure Julian choices. So I'm so excited. Let's get into it. Before before we get into it, I just gotta let me crunch the numbers and see whose island was the better island for the TV uh, shows and. Crunch, crunch, crunch. It was me. My, my island was the best. Okay. Based on based on viewer votes from the Twitters. Didn't really get much from Instagram, but uh, and the emails. I am the big winner. Okay, okay. Well, we just want to thank the people that uh, emailed us, and we love hearing from you. Andy, John, Barrett, Brian, Wynn, uh, and those of you that I didn't memorize your name uh, as I scrambled to write on a legal pad. Uh, we appreciate <laughs> you all, and we like hearing from you. So... Same thing here. If you've got a '90s list you want to share, we'd love to. Uh, we'd love to bat it around and tell but you how I, wrong you are. Tell you, yes, and, <laughs> and really just criticize all of your choices, <laughs> and sometimes honestly get into some life choices that you've made that we feel were poor. <laughs> so uh, just be ready for that if you send us your suggestions. Tama, mm-hmm. let, Tama, let's start with drama. <laughs> Uh, great start i'll give you the floor sir what was your choice for 90s drama movie oh you know what no we're not going to get into it yet i had a comment (laughs) i wanted to make tom when i looked at like 90s movies there were a couple of movies that i just don't feel like even though they were released in this time i did not feel they should qualify and Mm. i'm popping this up on you that's a phrase people use uh, in the, <laughs> right before we're doing this so it's probably a little bit unfair but there were three like 1990s movies 1999 movies that i would put as like 2000s just from the vibe and the way they look and i'm gonna say the three of them and you can just be silent if uh they were ones <laughs> oh, you chose and i'll just run Uh-oh. with it but fight club to me, is a 1999 movie. I feel like that's a 2000s movie, just in vibe and feel. The Matrix also feels like a 2000 movie, even though it came out in 99. And then the other one was The Mummy, which came out in 1999. So I disqualified those from my own list. You don't have to, but I just... I don't know if this makes sense, but like, if I told you Fight Club came out in 99, would you be surprised? Uh, no, because that was my drama movie. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Listen, I have backups. I, I can understand that sentiment because like, like the mid 90s, like they had a feel. They had like, I don't know, a gradiness to the movie and just not as polished, exactly. I guess. I don't yes. know. I, it's yes. hard to put a finger on it. But I'm, I, I, I understand you. I'm still going Fight Club sure. as my drama. You should. Um, to me, it's like just like the quintessential drama. It was one that I would watch over and over again. Incredible performances. You got Brad Pitt, uh, Edward Norton, Helena Bonham Carter, uh, Meatloaf. You know, just doing his Meatloaf thing. Fantastic. Jared Leto. Um, I, Jared Leto. Blonde, yes. Getting yes. His face Thirty Second to Mars. Yep. Before before the Joker. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, I think it's a David Fincher joint. It's one that's like loaded with Easter eggs. Once you've kind of seen it once, you obviously know the twist that's in it. Um, but going back and watching it again and again, like there's different lines in the context of how it's all like presented to the audience is just so cool. And again, Brad Pitt being Brad Pitt, he was just like on fire in that movie and one of my favorites. Sure. But 
I do have, uh, I won't go with my number two because I don't want to hop into your number two. I don't think you did do it, but I do have a nine, uh, number two that was in 1994. So I will okay. give that post post your drama pick. That's fair. I I appreciate your Fight Club choice. Once again, I feel like it's cheating because if you, when I found out it was made in the 90s, I was like, that doesn't feel right at all. But it's a great <laughs> movie. It's one of those movies that hit us at... I don't know, we would have been high school, right? And so yeah. a movie like that, you probably didn't see it with your parents. You probably saw it off word of mouth and like with the twist and the things that happened, it like mm-hmm. blew our little minds at a very uh, important age for movie going purposes. And so uh, I respect your choice. It was uh, actually not on my list anywhere. And I have a list of 15, as people know. So <laughs> Okay, give me your one, and then let me go back and give my honorable mention. That's I don't want to take yours. That's fine. I'm a little bit scared that you're going to choose mine uh, mm-hmm. because mine is, is probably uh, a favorite of most people. Um, I'm going with the 1993 epic four-and-a-half-hour-long movie Gettysburg. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Based on the book Killer Angels by Michael Shera, I'm going to say. Jeff Daniels plays Joshua Lawrence Chamberlain. Tom, I'm going to go out on a limb and say, unless they forced you to watch this in history class, you've probably never seen this movie. I I think that's exactly right. I feel like I watched this in school at one point, or, I mean, that has to be it. I, I know I've heard of this movie, but it is long as heck. So, it's I mean, good Desert Island choice. Four and a half hours. I had this list of movies dealing with complicated uh, Hollywood personalities now, and I was like, you know what's not complicated? A Civil War movie where they make all the Confederates (laughs) seem like pretty cool dudes, and all the Union guys seem like pretty cool dudes, and everyone's a pretty cool dude in the Civil War. No, a lot of great speeches. Sam Elliott, the Marble Man, is uh, just gives (laughs) some incredible war speeches. Jeff Daniels, I don't know has ever been better other than maybe Newsroom, which he's great in. But he's got this sweet Joshua Lawrence Chamberlain mustache. There's Pickett's Charge. There's the Battle of Little Round Top when he's up there swinging like a door. Anyways, I'm not going to... I could go through the whole movie from start (laughs) to finish quoting every line, but I won't. I literally thought of this and I made my kids start watching it because even though it's a war movie, it's pretty like... It's PG. It's pretty tame. Mm Um, in fact, it's just like a step above a made-for-TV movie in terms of effects, but it still it hits hard. I've listened to the soundtrack just in headphones. <laughs> Not recently, but like through my life since I saw it. It's got this very sweeping, epic soundtrack. And I think soundtracks are important when you're alone on an island. So my choice <laughs> is Gettysburg. Any of you can come at me if you don't like Gettysburg. You probably are uh, pro-slavery. That's what I'll say. You know, I'll go on a limb and say it. That's coming in hot. <laughs> coming in hot. So, so but right. like, I felt like last week when we did the TV shows, you were all about like not doing something that was like more depressing or about bad guys and that kind of stuff. So you'd be good for a desert island to have a war movie be something you'd watch over and over again? Yes. First off, four and a half hours. There's a lot of lulls where guys are just sitting around in fields talking about, you know, what makes men men, why men should be free, why they have to fight the war. Not at all depressing. All of it is just a glorious, uplifting speech. Um, is there some sad points? Sure. But um, <laughs> there's no, like, once again, and, and I mean, 
we can do the history lesson, but they make both sides seem, unfortunately, <laughs> you could be sympathetic, which is mm-hmm. probably not the right way to uh, explain the Civil War, but no one's breaking bad in Gettysburg. That's all I'll say. And they're okay. all a bunch of like theater actors, so they're all just chewing up scenery. And they're mm-hmm. like, this is the only time in my life I'm going to get wear a sweet Civil War uniform and this hat and these giant beards. And it's just great. So I'm sure I said something offensive in there. I regret none of it. Gettysburg <laughs> is a great movie. Everyone should watch it. Show it to your children. Okay. I like it. I like it. Unique pick. It definitely was not on mine. It's my so island. So I want to say it's your island, man. You do you. Uh, my honorable mention was, I'll give the, the, the Rotten Tomatoes quote on it. One of the most influential films of the 90s. This movie is a delirious postmodern mix of neo-noir thrills, pitch black humor, and pop culture touchstones. Any ideas? Um, that makes me think it's a comedy. This was a drama? This was a drama. This is Quentin Tarantino's Pulp Fiction. Oh, this is yeah. a movie I've always just had a soft spot in my heart for. It's just like the nonlinear storytelling, the performances, all the different characters and actors like Uma Thurman, Samuel L. Jackson, John Travolta, Bruce Willis, just to name a few. It's just a remarkable, unique, weird, strange movie that I just think works so well. Um, so that would be that would be my honorable mention. I I think '90s kind of drama movies or kind of thrillers, whatever. Um, it's, it's uh, Pulp Fiction. Yeah, it's tough not to mention Tarantino in this conversation. Although mm-hmm. I and I think I'm on record, never been a huge fan. I like some of his stuff, but um, that one did not did not make my list. Um, did you think about Shawshank Redemption at all? Did you give that one a, a once over? I thought about it. I feel like that's a movie that I've just seen too many times at this point, and I don't need it on a desert island, but fantastic Tim Robbins. Tim well, Robbins. Well, and, doesn't uh, that speak to the exercise, the fact that you've seen it that many times? It's just, like, on, so you'll sit down and watch it? It is. I mean, it's one of those, like, I felt like growing up, it'd be on TNT or USA or, you know, name other generic cable channel, and if it's just on in the background, I'm going to put it on. So sure. it, it's 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 fair. It could potentially make my list, but, but didn't in this exercise. Uh, my, the one I thought I was going to go with was, uh, before he was, uh, you know, publicly terrible, I was going to go with Braveheart, Mel Gibson, my dude. <laughs> well, was my dude? I don't know. Um, but then there's a lot of like head smashing with maces and I was like, I don't yeah. know. Then there's coconuts on the Island. I'm going to start smashing coconuts. Then I'm going to run out of coconuts all because I made a mace and saw that movie. Fugitive. I'm pretty sure you're going to be like mooning me from my Island. What's funny is every time we say my island, I think of the Irish guy in Braveheart who's like, it's my (laughs) island. I can't do an Irish accent, but there you go. The other one was The Fugitive, which is just incredibly rewatchable. I Mm. had that one on there. But Gettysburg is my choice. As I look at my list, I think I went by length of uh, show. I was like, Gettysburg, four and a half. Braveheart's three hours. Anything that was a double VHS when I was a kid and was in my house, I gave consideration to. (laughs) <laughs> Nothing like the double VHS. Uh, I did actually have Titanic on my list potentially <laughs> as well. <laughs> oh, yeah. Was that like, that was probably like three VHSs. That was a long movie. It was bonkers. Gettysburg right now is sitting in my DVD player. Yes, my DVD player. And you have to flip the disc, Tom. You, you watch it on one side, it gets halfway through, and you flip the disc. <laughs> All right, let's move on from drama. Let's go to action. And I'm going to go first on this one because you Please. went first on the last one. And this one's easy. There was no argument about this one. There's not that many good 90s action movies. Put me on record. <laughs> um, 
I'm going with The Rock. Yeah, I knew you would. I knew you the would. Rock, Nick Cage, Sean Connery. Listen, I know he was Bond, but I don't think there is a better use of Sean Connery in all of film than what he does in The Rock. Ed Harris, I mean... Ed Harris is playing generals for, I mean, he was in the last Top Gun movie as like an admiral. He does it (laughs) so well. He just, Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's a Michael Bay film, so you know you get great doses of America. Uh, So (laughs) many American flags, uh, green smoke, green smoke. Just, uh, here's a scene you get. You get Ed Harris quoting Thomas Jefferson about the Tree of Liberty needing to be refreshed from time to time with the blood of patriots. And then Sean Connery quoting Oscar Wilde being like patriotism is the virtue of the vicious and then Hummel punches him and he's like thank you for making my point that's the type of dialogue you get in this movie and it's a lot of cool you know every Beretta 9mm has a flashlight on it which I don't know why that looks so cool in this movie they're using those little submarine things that they can go underwater to get into the boiler room and uh, it's just great. Helicopters, fatigues, shooting. It's Oh, it's got the opening one where they break into the locker to get to the VHS gas or whatever. <laughs> just great. Another another movie where you kind of side with, uh, you know, the bad general. So, I don't know. Maybe that's my issue, siding with the bad general <laughs> in, uh, in my first two picks. Uh, Tom, what was yours? Or have you seen no. The Rock, Tom? Let me ask you oh. that question. Of course, we've quoted this enough where, yeah, I mean, that's that's a movie that we both very much enjoy. I feel like, to me, I'm not a big Michael Bay fan, but the 90s is just peak Michael Bay. Like, he kept doing the same thing over and over again, which worked in the 90s, but to me does not work nowadays. Like, all the Transformers movies and all the other garbage he's putting out. But I feel like I'm with you. The Rock is fantastic. Like, Armageddon back in the day was also fantastic. Um, I like the pick. I like the pick. I went a slightly different route. You could almost call this an action horror movie, but this movie is a spectacle of special effects with lifelike animatronics with some of this director's best sequences of sustained awe and sheer terror since Jaws. I'm talking about the 1993 classic motion picture, Schindler's Jurassic, List. <laughs> Jurassic Park. Oh, ooh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> I thought you were talking about the other Spielberg movie. My bad. No, no. Uh, but yeah, Jurassic Park. I mean, I feel like that is just like the quintessentials yep. 90 action movie for me. It was, I think, one of the very early movies I ever saw in a movie theater. The effects are something you can go back and watch it today. It's not like a George Lucas flick where it's like remastered and done a thousand times over with new special effects. Like everything still holds up with the mix of animatronics, of like the T Rex. The pacing of it is just fantastic. And, you know, who doesn't love scientifically inaccurate dinosaurs? It's the best. I think you're making a great pick. It was certainly on my list. It's a movie that. I'd like to talk about this, Tom. Were there movies in your house on VHS that you didn't know where they came from? You didn't know who bought them, who you borrowed them from, (laughs) and they were on the shelf, and on a Saturday, you, like, popped them in, and then you had brothers, I had brothers. We just, like, rewatched the same movie over and over again, certainly for a household that didn't have cable growing Mm up. Uh, Somehow, we ended up with... Um, The Rock on VHS. It was in our house. I don't know why. My parents, I don't think my parents ever saw it. If they did see it, they would have been like, no, you guys can't watch this. It's a Um, geology movie. (laughs) Geology. (laughs) Oh, I get it. I get it. Tom, I was just going to make a case against Jurassic Park because it happens on an island. 
and I was like, you're on an island, stuck on an island. Do you want to watch a movie about being stuck on an island with a bunch of dinosaurs? And you just made me think of The Rock, and The Rock is an island. <laughs> I'm good, so baby. I also just chose a movie where you're stuck on an island. Oh. We did choose island movies. Anyways, fair enough. anyways, did you have other VHSs in the house that like you remember just you and your brothers being like, you finish it, and you're like, we don't have anything else going on. Let's rewind it and start it again. I feel like maybe Indiana Jones movies were kind sure. of on that, where we had like the box set and we watched that over and over again. Um, I feel like there was a certain part within the movie Wild Things on VHS we we watched over and over again. Oh uh, wow! Other than okay. that, I can't. I can't. We're remember. not to that category yet, Tom. <laughs> Sorry. Oh no! Oh no! What other what about, what else did you have on action? Yeah, of course, I had my runner-up was the 1999 brilliant movie, The Matrix, which you said is <laughs> off-limits. <laughs> I have it on here, and I wrote next to it, disqualified. Uh, for no I mean, again, reason. it's just a fun, like, again, like, there's no doubting it's, like, start of a revolution of VX, VFX industry and, like, the way they did some of those camera shots and special effects. It was, you know, just something of the time. Um, but I also love the idea that it's just, like, a fun, unique storyline sci-fi story you haven't really seen or heard before it's not like a rehash of a thousand different things plus there's there's kung fu who doesn't love kung fu everyone loves kung fu and i've watched the matrix a lot of times so i feel like i would not get bored with it on an island Mm -hmm. but not in the right time zone or right time period i should say i had mission impossible one on my list but Hmm. I've rewatched it recently. It still holds up. It's still a lot of fun, but it's a twist movie, essentially. And if you know the twist, then you're watching it essentially for like the three big stunts that are in every Mission Impossible movie. So (laughs) I didn't know whether or not I was going to get bored with it. Independence Day hit my radar. Mm -hmm. And then a movie I've only think I've seen twice was Heat. Um, and mainly I think it's a three-hour movie. So, yeah, that's why I, I mean, great movie, but I, I don't know if I could rewatch Heat over and over and I over I feel again. like I tried to rewatch that recently, and it was just such a slog. I feel like so many of the scenes just dragged on for way too long, and they just let, what, Pacino and De Niro just, like, eat stuff up. And obviously the bank robbing sequence at the end is just, what, in the streets gunfighting for seemingly half an hour. So it's I know it's a good movie, but yeah, I don't I don't think that would be one I would I would choose. Hot take, Tom hates heat. Hot Sorry. Tom Hom hates heat by Michael Mann. That's the sentence that I just got out on record. So <laughs> but we didn't uh, we didn't choose any Arnold Schwarzenegger action movies. No T two, Terminator. I feel like he was the quintessential action hero and we didn't choose any. I think I feel like I've seen more Arnold like as an adult than I did in the 90s. I just don't mm. feel like mainly because most of his were rated R, so I would have had to either sneak over to a friend's house, <laughs> lift a copy from the Albertsons video rental section. I don't know how I would have gotten my hands on of the Schwarzenegger. Once again, didn't have cable, so it wasn't like they were just replaying it over and mm. over again. And I don't know that I want to watch Arnold every day of my life on an island. You know, I don't know. So, yeah, honestly, I'm looking at my list. Not a single one had any of the, like, quintessential 90s action stars other Mm -hmm. than Sean Connery and Nick Cage, baby. (laughs) All right, so let's move on. What we got next? We got going to do comedy. Let's do comedy, Tom. Let's do comedy. 
And okay. I'll, this I'll start us off with comedy. You? you go ahead. No, I'll, I'll start us. You can do the uh, cartoon and animated when we get to that one. So here we go. A relentlessly stupid comedy elevated by its main actors. This actor goes bonkers, and this actor carries himself admirably as an against type performance. What movie? 1994. Well, I think this is uh, Jeff Daniels back in the race playing yes, against he type. Is. This is Dumb and Dumber, right? <laughs> it is, man. Dumb and Dumber is like, there was no like close second for me. This is 100% my comedy pick is the 1994 Fairly Brothers movie, Dumb and Dumber. So you got Daniels, you've got Chris, or Jim Carrey at his absolute finest, just yep. going, you know, goofball bananas. Uh, Lauren Holly was really good in it. And I, I love the performance of Jeff Daniels. Like, he was known as a very much dramatic actor, I think even stage actor probably. And coming to this, just being a completely off-the-wall goofball, trying to stay to the level of Jim Carrey, which was very difficult in the 90s. Sure. Uh, he did a great job. And I think their uh, charisma and back-and-forth stuff that they had was was great. And it's just a movie that's just riddled with quotable lines. We've quoted it many a time on this pod, um, and one that I think I could continue to rewatch on an island by my lonesome sure the amount of times my brothers called me a pumpkin pie haircutted freak uh, just <laughs> uh, numerous still hurts my feelings still think about it um no great great pick uh, dumb and dumber still funny we recently watched it uh it's one that once my kids are a bit older i very much look forward to watching it with mm-hmm. them i think they are going to be they are going to have to get over their secondhand embarrassment in order to get through it because otherwise <laughs> my kids will hide behind the couch as they're making fools of themselves because they'll feel yes. so bad for them um, <laughs> but yeah great work there i'm looking at my list right now and realizing out of five movies i put on here three of them have jim carrey in them which Ooh. says something about the uh, force of of jim carrey I'm going to throw mm-hmm. out the other two. Since you did a Jim Carrey movie, I'll skip them. I had Liar Liar and Ace Ventura 2 on here. I'm not going to do mm-hmm. those. Ace Ventura um, 2, huh? Oh, Ace Ventura 2 is far superior to Ace Ventura 1. Uh, oh, I, I no way. I mean, We're going to be here a while. I'll do a pod about it. But 2 is... <laughs> here's the deal, Tom. Ace Ventura 2 on VHS in my house. Ace Ventura okay. 1 not on VHS in my house. So Ace Ventura 2 watched over and over and over again. You love, you know that I love when a movie starts with a little bit of animal violence, and that's how Ace Ventura 2 starts. <laughs> Just like our season two of Ted Lasso. <laughs> holding the paw to hand, and he slips out, and he's... I didn't realize that was a cliffhanger spoof until I watched <laughs> Cliffhanger like a couple months ago for the first time. How great is that? I love getting the spoof afterwards, like oh, not yeah. knowing the original movie. That's great. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It actually, I was like, Cliffhanger spoofed Ace Venture too. This is dumb. <laughs> Anyways, um, my, runner up, my runner-up's Tommy Boy. Uh, love the movie. I just... Well, hold know. up. You said runner-up. Is this runner your pick? Up. Are you not no, going the Jim Carrey movie? This is runner-up. I'm going through. Okay. I'm going backwards. I'm working my way okay. backwards. Through it's my Tarantino list of 50. Yes. Tommy Boy, 95, Spade and Farley and Rob Lowe. That's a good one. Even though Almost Heroes is a better mm. uh, Chris Farley movie, which uh, I don't know if I've ever told you about the scene, Tom, in Almost Heroes. Here we go. Uh, no, my number one choice is going to be Groundhog's Day. 1993, uh, Harold Ramis directed, his buddy Bill Murray, well, they weren't buddies in the end, but Andy McDowell's great in it. It's very rewatchable, and the reason it's rewatchable is because he's living the same day 
over and over <laughs> again. Like, this is a movie I know I've watched more than one time in a day, and you pick up different things. I mean, I, I was looking up quotes for it, and it's like, hey, Phil, Phil, hey, Phil Connors. <laughs> He's like, Ned, and then in brackets, punches Ned in the face. That's what, and I was like, that's all I want. I don't know where I land on Bill Murray. I, I kind of feel like he might not be a nice person in real life, so that colors my opinion of him. But in this movie, just playing a jerk that over time, I don't know, learns to love. Is that the <laughs> um, moral of all of these movies? It certainly is in The Rock. They finally learn to love each other <laughs> without using chemical warfare. But I don't know. Groundhog's Day was my choice. I've seen it a ton. Once again, some animal violence in that one. <laughs> they might be okay, and then the thing blows up. No, nope, okay. <laughs> that's right. They t- Buxatani Phil like Bucks- goes off a cliff. That was, that was something. Phil. That's right. But uh, no, that's a good pick. I mean, yeah, classic Bill Murray in the uh, in the nineties. I mean, was was Ghostbusters in that time frame, or was that kind of late eighties? Maybe like Ghostbusters two is early nineties. I. Th- feel like Ghostbusters, I think of it as an 80s movie, and honestly, I, I don't have a strong affinity to it, Tom, and I'm yeah, not even trying fair. to be contrarian. It's just wasn't on VHS in my house. So <laughs> that's a, I'm learning a lot about oh, your I, collection. I, I should tell you, Goldeneye on VHS in my house. Do you know how long I, I gave uh, Pierce Brosnan's Goldeneye uh, an opportunity <laughs> in every one of these categories? Yeah, a lot, a lot. But well, guess yeah. what, buddy? My runner-up had the uh, amazing Pierce Brosnan in it. Can you think of a comedy in the '90s that had Pierce Brosnan you as know a number I two? Can. You know I can. It's a drive-by Miss Yuva Janiya Doubtfire, dear. That would be my runner-up. I thought that movie. It was again. It was one of those movies that I would. It'd be on in the background. I would always watch it. Robin Williams, again, to me, at his best of just bananas, crazy, like. He does all of his voice work in the beginning, dressing up full on. Mrs. Doubtfire was great. Uh, it was actually directed by Chris Columbus. So there's a guy that ran, uh, ultimately ended up doing like four of the Harry Potter films. Yeah, but I'm it's, familiar. Yeah, it's a, it's a great, great movie. <laughs> yes, exactly. One and the same. Um, but yeah, it has a lot of heart. I, I also like about that movie is that it doesn't have to like tie up everything in a perfect bow where the family gets back together and everybody's like, you know, everything is great. Like oh, divorce happens and sometimes it's good for people to like fall apart, but still be friends and still be cordial for their kids. Um, so I, I like that about that, that movie. And it wasn't just like a cookie cutter. So that would be my, my runner up. And of course, Pierce Brosnan being classic Pierce Brosnan. Oh, I can see him getting out of that pool right now. It was a <laughs> just like the pretty. perfect dive. Yeah. yeah. Um, when's the last time you watched Mrs. Doubtfire, if you don't mind me asking? Maybe 10, 5, 10 years ago, maybe? Okay. All the way okay. through? I, I Is it dated? No, no, no. I don't know. I think it would hold up. It seems pretty timeless. I mean, I'm now that you've brought it up, I'm thinking of several funny moments. And I think you're right. It wasn't... Uh, it was a movie that, like you said, didn't tie everything up in a nice, neat bow. So it would be interesting mm-hmm. to go back and and see whether or not it holds up. So that's your homework, Tom. Go watch Mrs. Doubtfire <laughs> this week. Report back okay. uh, when we come back to do next week's novels, our favorite novels, which we're going to talk about. Perfect. We're looking forward to it. Tom's got five novels that he's read, so it'll be easy choices for him. Listen, I just got three new novels in the mail today because I've I felt challenged. I bought the Silo series of books, so Wool, Dust, and I don't know the other one. 
But uh, we did a pod on the Silo show from Apple TV Plus. Definitely recommend you guys give it a try. Uh, it was so good that I felt I needed to get the books and start reading them. So those will be my those will be three of my five books. Yep. In seven <laughs> years, you'll tell us how the middle one ends. We're excited. <laughs> All right, let's roll. No, Tom. I, listen, I love that you're literate. Congratulations on being able to read books. I, I appreciate you. I look forward to the report. Thank on you, a sir. serious note, let's go into cartoons. The cartoon category. <laughs> I struggled with this one. I struggled with this one because there, there's always a war, Tom, between my head and my heart. I think you Ooh. know this about me. I'm a guy you that... Do. And your stomach. Very often follows one of his body parts um and uh it's a podcast for kids so we won't get into it but it's my feet because they take me everywhere i need to go um Mm -hmm. other than when i get on my scooter or my segway or i drive a car um but i still use my feet on those so i guess my feet are still taking me anyways uh let's talk about cartoons Uh, tom my heart wants to go with uh toy story that's what my mm-hmm. heart wants to go to. But I say no Classic. to that. I say no Ooh. to that, and I'm going to follow my spirit, Tom. My spirit. Well, before, before I follow your spirit, can I, tell you, can I ask why? why? Why didn't you follow your heart? Because my spirit's more important, and okay. uh, it's my island, and <laughs> uh, Lord knows how this is going to go. Uh, but I'm choosing DreamWorks uh, Prince of Egypt. <laughs> uh, <Ooh>. Hear me <laughs> out. I'm, I'm 1998. Um, I literally watched it today just to make sure I wasn't crazy. It's beautiful. <laughs> I don't know what they did with the animation for Prince of Egypt, uh, but it's beautiful. And then here's the kicker, man, the soundtrack. I've been mm. listening to the soundtrack this week. There's a When You Believe, which is a Whitney Houston and Mariah Carey song, which mm. is uh, pretty awesome. Val Kilmer does a voice. Uh, Sandra Bullock does a voice. I didn't realize, maybe when I was a kid, I didn't know this. I know it as an adult, but Steve Martin and Martin Short play off of each other as characters in this. Uh, Hans Zimmer does the score uh, of when uh, God's on screen, which is pretty cool. And uh, I don't know. Story of Hope, Redemption. Um, Based on Gettysburg and Prince of Egypt, I'm trying to raise some (laughs) anti-slavery kids in this house. So abolitionist... (laughs) Uh, the kids watched it. They enjoyed it. I don't know. I, I, I really enjoy the movie. I feel like if I'm stuck on a desert island alone, uh, I need some help uh, mentally. And so I'm sticking with Prince of Egypt. The last thing I'll mention is looking like I do, nothing confuses your kids more than walking around singing the words, I'm a sovereign Prince of Egypt. Um, <laughs> your kids get confused real fast. But mine was Prince of Egypt and I regret nothing. All right, man. I like to pay. I, I have to admit, I don't think that's one I've seen all the way through. Like, I'm aware of its existence. And you talked about the animation. I feel like late 90s, they started doing, like, cartoon animation mixed with computer CGI stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was a really cool, cool look. Um, so, yeah, I'll have to check it out based on your your Desert Island pick. Um, I I'm, I mean, we did cartoon, cartoon animated, right? So I thought Toy Story, that was definitely on, on my list of, of potentials. It was kind of kicked off a lot of that uh, Pixar animation and, and what we've kind of seen from them since. But to me, there's no better animated movie than The Lion King, 1994. Okay. Uh, it's It still probably is one of my top Disney films. Again, gorgeous animation, uh, coming of age story where, you know, you actually change the actors midway through. I thought that was a, such a cool deal watching, you know, 
uh, him saying Akuna Matata, and then you know Simba becomes a man, if you will, and then you get Matthew Broderick coming in to sing. Tommy's uh, a lion. He's a lion. Excuse me, coming into a man lion. Yes. Um, <laughs> they call him a man eater lion. That's what they call him, I believe. <laughs> yes. In Ghost in the Darkness. Oh, why did I pick Ghost in the Darkness? I'm sorry, Tom. Continue. <laughs> I digress. No, but yeah, that that's my pick. I think I, again, that's another one I saw in the theaters. I think with my mom. It's still, to me, is a thousand times better than the remake of the Lion King that they did and kind of more realistic CGI, like being able to put cartoonish faces and give the characters a lot more emotion is just so much better. You've got, yeah, Jeremy Irons as Scar, you know, obviously the classic James Earl Jones as uh, Mufasa. Uh, it's just, it's great. Everything is great. Is Jonathan Taylor Thomas the little lion? I don't know if that's true. I I I don't know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look that up because now you're going to ask that. JTT, it doesn't matter. We're going to keep this in regardless of whether or not yeah. I'm right or wrong. Uh, it's uh, a good pick, I think. And I realize now, Tom, before we started, you asked when the category was cartoon. You were like, by cartoon, we mean animated. And that didn't even, on my radar, did not even hit what you meant. And now I'm realizing that you and your technical and smart brain have a separation between like stories that are animated and something you would call a cartoon. So I apologize <laughs> if there was confusion. My dumb brain just lumps all those together. But I'm a sovereign prince of Egypt, you know, Tom? So I don't have you to are. apologize for anything. Uh, one day I'll probably be Pharaoh. And for so. the people that are yelling at their podcast uh, phones or whatever, JTT was the voice of Young Simba. So you're, you're right. Thank the Lord I was right. Tom, here's how I would like to transition. Mm-hmm. We are going into movies we've never seen. Now, I want to point out, because I feel like this is something that speaks a lot about me, and you will not be surprised by this. The audience might. My last uh, choice was uh, The Prince of Egypt, which is uh, a biblical story, you know, a mm-hmm. spiritual story, something important to me. Yeah. When we go into Never Seen... I also chose something spiritual, almost biblical. And I'm going to read you the breakdown of this movie, and I think you're going to see why it's so important to my soul. Um, Mm -hmm. Go. I've never seen this movie, but the main character's name is Nami, arrives in Las Vegas with only a suitcase and a dream of becoming a top showgirl. She quickly befriends (laughs) Bali, who works as the high-profile Stardust Hotel, and lands a job at a CD. Dance club, we'll call it. (laughs) Meeting Crystal and her powerful boyfriend, Zach. Sounds great. She's one step closer to realizing her dream. Once again, her dream (laughs) being a top showgirl. She quickly ascends to the top, but begins to wonder if it's all worth it, Tom. So (laughs) my choice for Never Seen is Showgirls, the 1995 (laughs) drama with that girl from Saved by the Bell, which is a TV show I never liked. And I chose this pick because uh, I'm not a good person, I guess, is really what it comes down to. And it's lonely on an island. So uh, I'm going with with Showgirls. And if the censors have an issue with it, my runner-up is Casino, which is a Martin Scorsese film I've never seen. Mm, It's three hours long. Never seen Casino, huh? Okay. Now, listen, man. Showgirls is not a bad pick. There's a lot of beautiful people in it. It's one of those that... You got to play. I know you're going to get to be on an island, but if you have some rum on that island, you make a drinking game out of every time Naomi's character like storms out of the scene. 
because she does it about 30 times in that movie and it's fantastic every single time. It's just like if you go into it with the right attitude about knowing how terrible it is, it's a very fun movie that uh, I I could probably watch once or twice on an island, but now I understand why you're taking it to the island for other purposes. But good for you. Uh, I'm not good proud. I'm not proud. In fact, uh, the, my two choices in a row, I, I'm, I'm over here sweating. I did actually make this choice like a day or two ago, and I was a little bit worried I was going to... Uh, watch the movie before this pod because uh, you've recommended it as a bad movie night movie uh, which one day we'll get to it but it might not be until I'm on my I just I remember how much of an uproar that movie got because it was like a first NC-17 movie that was in theaters and like people were just oh this is too bad we do this to our kids and put this in like yeah I remember it being such a big deal but it was it's a fun movie and I'm Please report back to me once you've watched it. Listen, as soon as the credits roll on Do You Believe in Miracles or When You Believe, uh, I turn to the coconut next to me and I'm like, it's showgirls time. (laughs) (laughs) And God frowns. (laughs) Just frowns. Uh, So good. All right, Tom, what's your never seen? All right. I have a taut pacing, brilliantly dense writing, and Oscar-worthy acting combined to produce a smart, popcorn-friendly thrill ride. I chose L.A. Confidential. Oh, interesting. 1997 Curtis Hansen direction. I mean, loaded with fantastic actors. Kim Basinger, Russell Crowe, Guy Pearce, James Cromwell. Uh, some weird guy named Kevin Spacey. I don't really know. Um, <laughs> I thought we established on your island there were no no laws. That's what you said in the last one. That's why you chose the Cosby Show, Tom. That's on record. No, that's he didn't. Fair. Yeah, yeah. And you can't cancel me on my own Sorry. island. But yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> the guy might be a terrible person, but again, I'm not judging him by the terrible person. This this was a '90s movie. I've I never seen this movie. I, I hear it's fantastic. I mean, the box art alone is enough to sell me. You've got a beautiful Kim Basinger in this like white dress, beautiful like blonde locks, red lipstick, kind of has like T-Swift vibes kind of going. You've got dudes wearing fedoras, trilbies. Like it's just a fun like time era piece that I'm still kind of surprised I've never actually watched it. I don't know if it's a great Desert Island one and one I want to watch over and over again because it might be one of those like you know, mystery who done it, and then I find out who done it, and it's not good to watch again. But it's one that I feel almost ashamed not to have have seen all the way through, and that's what I'm that's what I'm picking. That's a good choice. It's a good choice. It's got a lot of good people in it. I watched that movie for the first time, Tom, probably within the last six months. Um, I do believe it's like a film noir mystery who done it, like you mentioned. I couldn't tell you who done it right now. So I think it would <laughs> be a great uh, Desert Island movie because uh, it's good. I remember being like, oh, this is a well-done, well-crafted movie, uh, but forgettable to the point where I could rewatch it right now and it would be mostly a brand new movie. I do remember Russell Crowe uh, being very good in it, although I think that's just because he's like an angry, can't-control-himself cop. So mm-hmm. maybe I just related. I don't know. Um, so I feel like I should have when you chose Showgirls, I should have show, should have chose my honorable mention just because it is a polar opposite of Showgirls. My honorable mention was Sleepless in Seattle with Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks, the classic Nora Ephron. Again, heard that's a fantastic movie. I am a sucker for good romantic comedies and kind of feel a little ashamed I haven't seen Sleepless in Seattle. And that might be a fun one to just watch over and over again and, and fall in love with, with Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks. 
I'm sorry, you're saying it's polar opposite because they're sleepy in Vegas? Why Why would Sleepless <laughs> in Seattle be the polar opposite to Showgirls? Well, because Showgirls, they're awake in Vegas as opposed to being sleepless in no, Seattle. No, no. See, you're not understanding the word sleepless, Tom. Sleepless oh, that's means without they are sleep. awake. Yes. That makes they sense. Well, there are some sleep. narcoleptic scenes in Showgirls, but I won't spoil those for you. Listen, it's already in the DVD player. As soon as we're done recording, <laughs> I'm firing it up. And I'm going to drink every time Elizabeth Berkeley storms there out of uh, the uh, the scene. But mm-hmm. I, I've i seen Sleepless in Seattle <laughs> kind of like uh, L.A. Confidential. I don't know who kills who. So it's a, <laughs> Sleepless in Seattle would be a brand new mystery murder for me, too. So uh, I don't know. Tom... Um, okay, so run through your choices for me real fast, just so we yep. have it. So we've got drama. I chose Fight Club, even though the second before I uh, said it, you said it was off limits. Uh, for my action, I got Jurassic Park. My comedy, I've got Dumb and Dumber. My cartoon or animated, The Lion King. And my never seen L.A. Confidential. Other than L.A. Confidential, and that's just because you've probably seen everything in the 90s and it was a narrow, like, I felt the same way. It was kind of narrow as to what I hadn't seen before. I think you're going to win in this competition because I guarantee people aren't going to rewatch four and a half hour Gettysburg or agree (laughs) with me there. The Rock is probably uh, low on people's list of action films, but it's great. Once again, this is my island. So Gettysburg, The Rock, Groundhog's Day, Prince of Egypt. (laughs) I can't say Prince of Egypt and then Showgirls. So I'm going to say Prince of Egypt Casino. Uh, Have you ever seen Casino, Tom? Yeah, Casino's, I I feel like that was one of the kind of mobster movies that I probably enjoyed the most. Yeah, Yeah. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right in line there. Anyways... All right, so I think you're going to win in the competition, unless the Julian heads come real, real hard for me. They're going to ironically choose you in the polls. Yeah, I doubt it. I do think everyone (laughs) should go watch Gettysburg. I just, it's not streaming anywhere. You've got to go buy the VHS. I just have no DVD, (laughs) so good luck. But it's an incredible movie. In fact, it's probably one of those movies that they lost the rights to, and you can just watch the whole thing on YouTube. Mm. Anyways, I had a follow-up question for you, Tom, that I felt like was a good one. Oh, you said you were going to choose the um, classic 90s movie Striptease. That was going to be on your list. Why didn't you bring up Striptease at any point during this conversation? I mean, that is a a fun... I think it's what, Ving Rhames, Demi Moore, and who plays like the old guy that... Was it Burt, Burt, Burt Reynolds, I think, was in that movie as, like, the creepy, weird, old, rich guy. Sure. I mean, that's a super weird movie about, what, she's, like, child custody and stripping to save her life? Yeah, like, and she has to win everyone in the arm wrestling contest in order to <laughs> yeah. get custody of her child. Anyways, that was a spiritual um, <laughs> friend to showgirls. So uh-huh. I'm not going to tell you why it didn't end up in the never seen category, but let's move on. Um <laughs> Tom, you're stuck on a desert island. It's the 90s, or I guess we can transport things from the 90s. I'll give you a little bit of time to think about this, but uh, they can't rescue from the island, but they can drop someone via parachute onto your island in the 90s. So my question to you is, what movie star would you think would be the best companion 
on your island and you're probably watching these movies with them. Um, so who would you have parachute into your island and spend the rest of your days together and possibly draw straws with in order to figure out who eats who? I mean, the person that comes to mind is, I guess, Tom Hanks. I feel like I Tom Hanks is just a guy that is like genuinely a nice person and the breadth of his career and everything that he's done. That's the kind of guy I'd like to be able to spend some time uh, on an island with. He's obviously got island training experience in Castaway, so he can probably get me off said island. Uh, so, yeah, I think uh, Tom, Tom Hanks is my pick. How about you? Who's on your island? You didn't know that question was coming, and you chose my answer. So <laughs> that was kind of... But I do think Castaway is a 2000s movie, so you're getting 90s Hank. 90s Hank doesn't know how to live on an island. Mm. 90s Hank only knows how to be a child as a grown-up. Um, he knows how to like crash uh, bachelor parties. He knows how to find out that his neighbors are murdering people. That's the burbs. <laughs> and um, I don't know if he's fought in World War II several times over by the time <laughs> he's made it into your island. Although I think, no, he has. He stormed Normandy in Saving Private Ryan. Um, Boom. Listen, I think Tom Hanks is a great choice. I want to point out, Tom, we've done a lot of Apple shows. Therefore, we have Apple TV plus, plus, plus. Um, you mentioned a movie to me with Tom Hanks serving in the Atlantic, uh, Greyhound. Uh, it came across my like radar. <laughs> That's a Navy boat joke. Um, <laughs> when it first came out, I, for some reason, I just dismissed it because I was like, oh, it's an Apple movie. It's not going to be good. I watched it the other day incredible it's very so good. good it's so like good. it gets into the nitty-gritty details of just how difficult it was crossing the atlantic in a convoy um man i hope it's the atlantic if i'm in the wrong ocean this is gonna be yeah, yeah. they're taking supplies yeah, yeah right but in world war ii it's uh tom hanks um i listened to an interview once where he made a joke that when he's old and senile he's gonna demand military honors because he served so many times <laughs> in different movies um but anyways great movie i would recommend that uh the actor that i'm going to go with is uh daniel day lewis but he has to be in character from he's got to be <laughs> hawkeye from the last of the mohicans so oh, wow. it's just me daniel day lewis he's a method actor so he's making muskets out of coconuts, and he's shooting elk that are standing still, <laughs> as no elk does. Um, you have elk on your island? <laughs> it's my island, Tom. I can have whatever I want. Um, he's the last of the Mohicans, and he's on my island, and I'm the last of the movie watchers on my island. So mm. I, I genuinely think he would not watch any of the movies, because he'd be like, oh... Where I come from, colonial Americas, Kentucky, as he says in the movie, The Last of the Mohicans, he would not watch a movie because he wouldn't know what it was. So hmm. I'd watch the movies alone and then try and act them out for Daniel Day-Lewis, who is acting like the guy from Last of the Mohicans. And man, that's a lot to think about. But <laughs> that's who I'm spending my island time with. Okay. Um, I would say by my honorable mention, I don't think I chose her in any of my movies, but the brilliant 90s actress julia roberts would also sure. be a, a fun person to have on an island she just seems like a great great person so her hanks and me we're gonna have a great time sure yeah no that's a good that's a good choice i well 
I mean, if Hanks and Julia Roberts are on your island, they're not going to include you in anything. Just to <laughs> you know that right now. They're, I mean, what are you guys going to talk about? They're going to be like, they're going to be talking about like stuff way above your head, and you're going to be like, oh, I, I saw you guys, in the, and they're like, shh, and then they're just going to ignore you, Tom. So get ready to be a pariah on your own island, friend. Um, all right. We enjoyed doing this. We've enjoyed the feedback we've gotten. We'd love to hear from our audience their 90s movies. And you can be, it's your island. You can be as yeah. weird as you want to be. Well, not that weird. <laughs> no, not no like, be weird. Let your freak like flag fly. Frighten us weird. Uh, but <laughs> we'd love for you to reach out. You can email us at teambingepodcast at gmail.com. Tom, what are the other ones they can touch us at? Twitter and Instagram at Team Binge or Team Binge Podcast. Uh, let us know what your movies and stuff are there. I'll do what I did with the uh, TV shows, and I'll throw some polls up there uh, kind of daily, kind of showing the ones that me and Julian had. So let us know what you liked between ours, and then reply with those and let us know what you think the best uh, of those categories are. I can't wait for you to have to find a movie poster from Gettysburg and put it on the graphic. You're going to have to find a... Old painting that was legitimately made in 1864. So have fun with that, my friend. Um, do please rate and review us at Apple Podcast on Spotify. You can follow there and rate and review. And uh, listen, Tom and I, we're not ashamed to say it. Uh, tell your friends uh, if you enjoy listening to us and your friends are weird like you and you think they would enjoy listening to us, uh, tell them about us. And uh, yeah. and if you don't have friends, go make some friends. And then <laughs> tell them about us. Go make some friends only to tell them, one, <laughs> about your religious beliefs, two, your political beliefs, and then third, if they're still talking to you, slip in that podcast that you like, mm -hmm. Team Binge yeah. Podcast. Go to like some mixers where you get to meet like a bunch of people at once and make sure you tell every one of them about Team Binge Podcast and how much you love it. And Speed get some merch while you're at it. <laughs> all right well tom did we hit it all is there anything more i i think we hit it all man that was again another another fun dive into certainly the 90s where we grew up we have a breadth of knowledge when i think i searched for 90s movies and went through like the massive list of them to your point it was hard to find movies i didn't see and it kind of made me think like yeah maybe i do want to pick up some of these and, and rewatch them i always struggle to rewatch movies that i've seen before but there are a handful of the 90s that you know, you had mentioned and that I kind of came across that we might kind of pop them back in and, and make it a movie night. Yep. Yep. I love rewatching old movies because they're like a warm blanket. And Tom, <laughs> we need to cut this short because I need to get to a film that's an hour and 37 minutes long. And uh, <laughs> I'm not going to say what it is, but I have been Julian. And I have been Tom. Enjoy, Julian. <laughs>